As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Wait till they get a load of me. I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! I'm Batman. I am the father. I am Optimus Prime. My name is Bob. James Bob. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! You shall not pass! Here's Johnny! Some men just want to watch the world burn. I'm only human, Harry! Talking movies with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it! Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we traverse the multiverse in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Doctor Strange. I always suspected this day would come. Because you always suspected this day would come. I could use an Avenger. It's about time you showed up. Wanda, what do you know about the multiverse? Viz had his theories. He believed it was dangerous. The Illuminati will see you now. Try not to break the multiverse, Stephen. This is the only way. Doctor Strange casts a forbidden spell that opens the doorway to the multiverse, including alternate versions of himself, whose threat to humanity is too great for the combined forces of Strange, Wong, and Wanda Maximoff. Written by Michael Waldron and directed by Sam Raimi, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness stars Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Stephen Strange, Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda Maximoff, Joweetal Ijafor as Baron Mordo, Benedict Wong as Wong, Xochitl Gomez as America Chavez, and features Rachel McAdams, Michael Stolberg, Sheila Atom, and Patrick Stewart. Spider-Man No Way Home opened up the Marvel Cinematic Universe to the multiverse. That multiverse now connects every iteration of every project Marvel has ever done. It opens up the possibility to things like three Spider-Man in one movie, animated characters becoming live action, and of course, to my fan fiction Punisher storyline that sees Dolph Lundgren, Thomas Jane, Ray Stevenson, and John Barenthal all teaming up to take down John Travolta. <laughs> what a predicament! But we're not here for that. First and foremost, I absolutely love this movie. While it's true in what others are saying about the pacing of this movie, that being it's oddly paced, rushing ahead at times and screeching to a halt at others, this movie has enough mind-blowing scenes to help you keep up. It's also very unapologetically Sam Raimi. If you've seen movies like Spider-Man or Evil Dead 2, you'll know what I mean. The rapid cuts, slowly zooming in on a character's face, the point of view shots... Bruce Campbell, you know, Sam Raimi stuff. Acting-wise was good and what you've come to expect from Cumberbatch and the better Olsen sister. The freshly introduced characters, including America Chavez and the Illuminati, were absolutely amazing and the music was wonderful. Now, there were some strange choices made through the film and even some, let's call it, questionable CG. But for the most part, this movie was entertaining through its admittedly short-feeling 126 minutes. I really do wish this movie had an extra 30 to 45 minutes to really show off the powers of the Illuminati and give Scarlet Witch her due. It also could have benefited from an extra wrap-up stinger giving one specific character arc their earned ending. Either way, while it may not be the best film in the MCU, I certainly enjoyed the hell out of it, pun fully intended. I give Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness an A. 
The rain keeps coming, but spring is here. The team at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are welcome, or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! Let's get into movie news you can use, and let's start it off with some validation. This past week, while Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was released, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige on the red carpet has said that he thinks that the trailers for the film revealed too many spoilers. He said, quote, There's been too much in the trailers. I don't want to talk about anything else. But I will say, Sam has made this movie to be experienced on as big a screen as possible, and it's even the first one in a long time that 3D was really taken into account, too, because the first Doctor Strange film, I think, was our best film ever in 3D, and this one now will be right alongside that. While the film was being prepared to release, a number of trailers and TV spots teased members of the Illuminati among other pieces of the movie that probably would have been best left for the theater. Despite that, Kevin Feige did say that he is aware that at the end of the day, the movie needs to work, quote, regardless of what has been spoiled or not. I don't have friends. I got family. Following Justin Lim stepping down from Fast X, it was announced that the Incredible Hulk's director, Louis Leterrier, is sliding into the driver's seat. Leterrier also directed films like The Transporter, The Transporter 2, and Unleashed, and will have plenty of work to do when he gets started on Fast X. According to the Daily News, the reason Lin exited the film was that he found Finn Diesel a challenge to work with. He said, quote, Diesel shows up late to the set, he doesn't know his lines, and he shows up out of shape. With the support of Universal, I just made the difficult decision to step back as its director of Fast X while remaining with the project as a producer. It was also announced this past week that Lionsgate and Peacock are joining forces to ensure that NBC Universal streaming service subscribers are getting their money's worth. The agreement exclusively brings all theatrically released Lionsgate films to Peacock for their pay-to-peer starting in 2024. The setup launches with Lionsgate's 2022 slate to the platform, beginning with the unbearable weight of massive talent. Other movies destined for Peacock include John Wick Chapter 4, The Hunger Games prequel, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, Expendables 4, Borderlands, and Kelly Freeman Craig's Are You There God, It's Me Margaret. In addition to the deal with Peacock, Lionsgate also agreed to the Roku channel, which offers the platform exclusive rights to Lionsgate's film slate immediately after the first pay theatrical window on Stars. And speaking of the Roku channel, a teaser was released for the upcoming project Weird, the Al Yankovic story that stars Daniel Radcliffe stepping into the musician's high tops for a brand new biopic. As per the project's official description, Weird, the Al Yankovic story holds nothing back, exploring every facet of Yankovic's life from his meteoric rise to fame with early hits like Eat It and Like a Surgeon to his torrid celebrity love affairs and famously depraved lifestyle. How would you like your own TV? show. Okay. Weird, the Al Yankovic story takes audiences on a truly unbelievable journey through Yankovic's life and career, from gifted child prodigy to the greatest musical legend of all time. It was also announced this past weekend that sex education star Nakudi Gatwa has signed on to be the next Doctor. The rumor mill was ablaze when it was announced that Jodie Whittaker would be leaving Doctor Who this year, but now BBC has announced the casting via their Twitter. Gatwa will be playing the 14th Doctor in the legendary BBC series, which dates all the way back to 1963. Over at Netflix, a teaser was released for God's Favorite Idiot, a new comedy series starring Melissa McCarthy and Ben Falcone. You have been chosen by God to help the world. No, really? I was afraid he was going to say something like this. I was really nervous about exactly this. 
After being hit by a bolt of lightning from above, mid-level tech support employee Clark Thompson, played by Falcone, becomes the unwitting messenger of God and finds love with co-worker Emily Luck. Based on the trailer, it seems like God's favorite idiot is very similar to Ben Falcone's other collaborations with his wife, Melissa McCarthy. So if movies like Tammy, Boss, Life of the Party, and Thunder Force were to your liking, then this series will as well. Netflix also released its first image from its upcoming project titled Blockbuster, which is a brand new comedy series based on the beloved movie rental chain. The project, which stars Brooklyn Nine-Nine's Melissa Fumero and WandaVision's Randall Park, is an office-type comedy following the staff of a Blockbuster video while they explore what it takes, and more specifically who it takes, for a small business to succeed against all odds. Netflix wasn't done, also releasing a teaser for the upcoming Season 5 of Cobra Kai, as well as its early release date. This is what we're up against. I know firsthand that Silver isn't afraid of putting kids in harm's way. And that's why I have to take him down. You're playing with fire, Danny boy. And I am gasoline. Cobra Kai Season 5 is now expected to drop on September 9th of 2022. It will pick up immediately after the conclusion of Season 4, which saw John Kreese in jail and framed for assault. His friend, who quickly turned foe, Terry Silver, is taking advantage of Kreese's absence by overhauling and expanding the Cobra Kai karate. Meanwhile, Daniel LaRusso and Chosen Taguchi have joined forces to help bring down Terry once and for all. In the midst of all this, Johnny Lawrence and his son, Robbie Keane, are off on a mission to look for Miguel Diaz, who went off to look for his biological father in Mexico. Over at NBC, it was announced that the upcoming reboot of Quantum Leap has officially been ordered straight to series. The project, which stars Raymond Lee, Caitlin Bassett, Ernie Hudson, and more, will undergo some reshoots, but those have more to do with direction than they do with casting. The reboot is set in present day, where it's been 30 years since Dr. Sam Beckett, who is Scott Bakula, stepped into the Quantum Leap Accelerator and vanished. It's now time for a new team to be assembled to restart the project in the hopes of understanding the mysteries behind the machine and the man who created it. Over at Paramount Plus, it was announced that Andrea Savage and Sylvester Stallone are stepping into Tyler Sheridan's upcoming mob series, Tulsa King. According to Deadline, the project stars Stallone as New York Mafia capo Dwight the General Manfredi, who, as he's released from prison after 25 years, is unceremoniously exiled by his boss to set up shop in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Realizing that his mob family might not have his best interests in mind, Dwight slowly builds a crew from a group of unlikely characters to help him establish a new criminal empire in a place that might as well be another planet. Paramount Plus also announced that they are working on getting a new Jackass TV series for the streaming service. Paramount Global CEO Bob Backish announced, quote, based off the success of Jackass Forever, we're working with the creators to continue the partnership with a new series, bringing even more ridiculous antics straight to Paramount+. Plus. Cast members for the new Jackass TV series have yet to be confirmed, although it is suspected that it'll include the latest members of the Jackass crew, as well as some of the veterans of the stunt-related series. Oh, wow! Wow! Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Following the slap heard round the world, it was highly expected and concerning that comedians may at one point be attacked on stage. Well, it didn't take long before an attendee at the Netflix is a joke festival to rush the stage and attack comedian Dave Chappelle. NBC News out of Los Angeles reported that the LAPD had confirmed they'd taken a man into custody and that he was armed with a replica gun that can eject a knife blade. The attacker in question was a 23-year-old rapper who was arrested on suspicion of assault with a deadly weapon. No motive was revealed at the time, but he is currently being held on a $30,000 bail. And finally, last week was also known as Star Wars Week. And on May the 4th Be With You, a new trailer was released for the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi series. 
lead us alone. When the time comes, he must be trained. Like you trained his father? According to Disney+, Plus, the story begins 10 years after the dramatic events of Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, where Obi-Wan Kenobi faced his greatest defeat, the downfall and corruption of his best friend and Jedi apprentice, Anakin Skywalker, who turned to the dark side as the evil Sith Lord Darth Vader. The project, which stars Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen, is directed by Deborah Chow and executive produced by Kathleen Kennedy. The project will release on Disney+, Plus on May 27th. 2022. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, you break the rules and become a hero. I do it and I become the enemy. That doesn't seem fair. Fair.